heard what you've all said. I understand what you've all said. You love Curiosity Suplex the Cat. Thank you very much for your comments. Thank you very much for everyone shouting out our podcast. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Is what I would say if you guys are fucking listening. I need to bump up this listener views. Johnny Romano is on my back. He's saying, look at these figures. Look at these facts. Look at these numbers. You need to either speed things up or get better facts. And what did I tell him? What do we tell people? We tell them to touch grass. I said, Johnny, Johnny, go outside, mate. Go outside for a little bit. There you go, mate. Go out that door. Go touch grass, yeah? And as he came back towards the door, shut it. See you later, mate. You stay outside for a while. Go touch grass. Anyway, it's podcast six. Uh, 28th of August, 1994. Two dudes with attitudes, Shawn Michaels and Diesel, won the tag team titles. They would vacate the belts in November the same year when the duo split at Survivor Series. Cracking fact there, Grayson. No wonder why Johnny's on your back here. Uh, notable birthdays for the day, EJ Naduka and Linda Miles. 29th of August, 1998. WWF debuted its brand new pay-per-view event, SummerSlam, which was held in Madison Square Garden. After injury to his original opponent, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, caused by an injury sustained after an attack by Ron Bass, Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man demanded someone to wrestle and didn't care who it was. The call was answered by none other than the Ultimate Warrior who dispatched Honky Tonk in 31 seconds to win his first ever title in the company and end Honky's record-setting reign as the longest IC champion of all time. That was appalling. I'll be honest, back in the day when I was watching WWF and it was Hulk Hogan and it was Ultimate Warrior, the two of the biggest names, I was always an Ultimate Warrior fan. But as I got to know the company, as I got to know the business, nah, mate. Nah, what are you doing? Everyone's trying to pull people for money, trying to get the most out of it. This is unbelievable. It was a so political backstage. I want this. Money-hungry people, demanding steroid abuse. What is going on? Wasn't a fan after I heard the big story. And to squash Honky Tonk Man in 31 seconds after being the longest ever running IC champion. WWE, get your, get your shit together, mate. Oh, this is unbelievable. Same as what that thing was when Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan in like seven seconds at WrestleMania. I was so looking forward to that match. The fucking kiss of death by AJ Lee. Oh, go away, go away. Anyway, notable birthdays for today is Stan Hansen and Sin Body, a.k.a. Kazani. 30th of August, 2010, the 900th episode of Raw is broadcast and opens with Bret Hart talking about himself. Oh, oh, figure that one out. Bret Hart talking about himself. Unbelievable. And The Undertaker being the only two people in WWE that were on both of these episodes of Raw. The first back in 1993. A match is made by the anonymous general manager between Bret Hart and The Undertaker later in the show. But the match doesn't get underway. Instead, The Undertaker is taken out by Kane and the Nexus. That is some cracking storytelling by WWE there. The creative writers in the back. Congratulations. I don't think anyone wanted to see in 2010 The Undertaker vs. Bret Hart. But to get Undertaker beaten up by Kane and the Nexus, who they did dirty as well, because Superpower John Cena came out and destroyed them all back when he was meant to leave the company, but a day later he was like, I'm back, baby. Yeah, go away. What is going on? The more I look into WWE, the more I'm like, fuck, that is a shit storyline. The only good storyline in, in years has been this Bloodline storyline. We don't know what's going to happen after this. Uh, Roman Reigns is a once-in-a-generation talent, I would say, because in my lifetime, will I never, ever see someone hold onto the title for three-plus years? I don't think it's ever going to happen again in my lifetime. Congratulations on that storytelling. 
Anyway, notable birthdays for today is Caleb Colony. 31st of August, 1998, Miami, Florida sets the stage for WCW Nitro and the build-up to their pay-per-view war games. The weekly show has wins for Goldberg and Chris Jericho in separate matches, whereas Eddie Guerrero lays down in his match against Brian Adams, not the singer, but the wrestler, for Adams to get an easy win. The main event features the team of Hollywood Hogan and Bret Hart. Heels, bear in mind there, he was at the time going against Sting and Lex Luger. The match ends in a countout loss for Hogan and Hart due to them arguing in the aisle after Bret took Hogan's belt away from him that he was using to whip Sting. After, the warrior appears in a cloud of smoke in the ring which takes out the NWO. This, again, I'm not, oh anyway, you've heard my spiel, you've heard my rant, you've heard my venting, I'm going to carry on. Uh, notable birthdays for the day are Jeff Hardy, Mickey James and Ember Moon. 1st of September, 1979. Yes, gentlemen, we are going back to when some of you weren't even born. I wasn't born. That was six years before little Grayson Green was just a twinkle in his dad's eye. Uh, Pat Patterson wins a tournament in Rio de Janeiro to become the first Intercontinental Champion. Well done, Pat Patterson. As most now know, the WWE cheekily acknowledged no such tournament ever took place and Patterson was simply given the new championship. This, this is this is 101 storytelling from WWE, WWF back then or WWF back then. Uh, notable birthdays for the day is Ted Petty, Bam Bam Bigelow, Jimmy Snooker, Doug Williams and Sammy Callahan. 2nd of September on Raw, Brock Lesnar declared that he would only defend the WWE Undisputed Championship on SmackDown from that date forward, thus leaving Raw effectively without a world champion. Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff would remedy this the next week by reviving WCW's Big Go Belt, Big Go Belt. Don't know why I'm chatting that, but I love that belt. And presenting it to Triple H as Raw and WWE's first World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, love that. Love the belt. Don't love how it was won. Again, like I said a few episodes ago, Triple H had a stranglehold on everything. It was unbelievable. Our notable birthdays for the day are Tracy Smothers. Smothered them with shit, apparently, is what I see throughout these throwbacks to episodes of wrestling. Smothered in shit. 3rd of September, 2007. House Strong Style. Yeah, baby. So I had to put this comment in there because of my guy, Trent Seven, who also known as Mustache Mountain, won the Chikara King of Trios tournament by defeating House Sendai Girls in the tournament's final in Wolverhampton, England. Oh, I forgot I wrote this. Shout out friggin' Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. Good times, good times, good times. Good storytelling as well. I don't know, that was that was meant to be more hyped. That comment was meant to be way more hyped than I made it because I'm a big fan of Trent Seven, big fan. Fanboying, ever since he came on the podcast, if you've not listened to the podcast, go check it out on our YouTube channel at Touchgrass Wrestling. And it'll be there. It'll be there in one of the most played podcasts that we've ever done. Gentlemen, apparently, Grayson Green's energy is not up this morning. Notable wrestling birthdays for today is Nick Gulas and Hana Kimura. Well, guys, uh, that was a very, very fast one. Sorry that energy is not there. Am I sorry? No, I'm not. Go touch grass. That's my comment. Might get it tattooed on me. If you see me at uh, DXB, if you see me doing commentary, you know I'm tattooed up. Maybe I'll get a Touch Grass Wrestling tattoo. Uh, maybe I'll do a poll for that. What's the date today? Uh, well, if it's out, it's out. And if um, if you looked at our Instagram, at Touch Grass Wrestling, there might be a poll of, should Grayson Green get a Touch Grass Wrestling tattoo? And where should I get it? My arms are covered, legs are covered, ribs are covered. No, do not be those dickheads and say, get it on your face or get it on your forehead or get it on your knuckles. No, mate. 
here it is. Here's the deal. My mom said I can get whatever tattoo I want as long as when I wear a suit, it is not visible. Should Grayson Green get a touch grass wrestling tattoo? And then I'll decide where it goes. And then I'll have to go and swing past the wife and go, hey, listen, the uh, Instagram followers have told me that I need to get a touch grass tattoo if it is more of a yes and a no. And then she will have the second say if I can or not because she's got to look at me. So <laughs> sorry, wife. If it's become a yes, there's not much I can do. So touch grass wrestling tattoo is on its way, most likely. Anyway, gentlemen and ladies and whoever's listening, dogs, cats, lizards, snakes, fish, giraffes, rhinos, anyone who's listening, go outside and touch fucking grass. (laughs) 